Welcome to an episode of the award-winning podcast Art Insiders New York. My name is Anders Holst. The theme of the podcast is New York, with a focus on behind-the-scenes conversations with fascinating people who are making an impact in the world of art, design, and architecture. As you travel through the New York subway system, you may not know it, but you are traveling through one of the largest and most diverse collections of public art in the world. In this episode, Sandra Bloodworth, the director of MTA Art and Design, takes us on a tour of the new Grand Central Madison Terminal, the new commuter rail terminal for the Long Island Railroad that sits beneath Grand Central. We visit the stunning glass mosaic by Yayoi Kusama from my Eternal Soul series called A Message of Love Directly from My Heart Unto the Universe and the commissioned work by Kiki Smith including five individual mosaics across two levels of the new terminal. Sandra explains the process behind bringing world-class art to the subway system and why the display of public art is so vital to society. The permanent collection of MTA Art and Design, with works created in mosaic, terracotta, bronze, glass and mixed-media sculpture, contains some 350 works. Add to that a broad spectrum of artistic activity including posters, photography, digital art, music and poetry, and you get the full scope of MTA Art and Design. So Sandra, welcome to the podcast Art Insiders New York. We're very happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I travel in the subway. I've traveled in the subway for many, many years, and I've admired the art. But there was one thing that caught my eye recently, and that was an article in a newsletter, Untapped, of Kiki Smith's art in the new Grand Central Madison. That's right. You have five works of Kiki here at Grand Central Madison, and they are delightful. I'm looking forward to sharing those with you today. But one thing, we yeah. also have the work of Yayo Kusama here. Yes. And I'll be delighted to share those too. Wonderful. So for our listeners, just to give them an orientation. So we met uh, beneath the famous clock at Grand Central Terminal. And then what did we do? We took the stairs? We took the stairs down to the lower level where we have our food court. Yeah. And then we took the escalator down into Grand Central Madison. So what is Grand Central Madison, if we just try to get a, a little bit of a context uh, to uh, uh, what we're talking about, uh, what is that? Grand Central Madison is a new terminal beneath Grand Central Terminal in Midtown Manhattan, of course. And it's the opportunity we have now for people to our customers to travel from Long Island directly into Midtown Manhattan. So it's a brand new terminal that's been in uh, work in progress for many years, I understand. Yes, it has been in progress. Uh, the, the building of the terminal has been, has taken quite a few years, but it is an amazing, amazing place for our, for New Yorkers and visitors to come and to really experience what it's like to have almost a world unto itself beneath Grand Central. Yeah. So how long have you been involved in this project? From, from the start, when it started in 2008, or uh, is it more recent than that? The architects reached out to talk to us about the planning of art, and, and that was from the very beginning. The architects, um, which were, was Peter Hopkinson that we worked directly with, though it was a number of people on the team, mm -hmm. um, who was with Jim Jim Harris at the time, now AACOM work together to really conceive how the art 
would work within the new space. Mm -hmm. So now we've landed here uh, in the uh, uh, staircase and what I see here is a number of light boxes. Yes, these light boxes are quite wonderful. Yeah. Here you see the work of Paul Pfeiffer, photographer, in a work titled The Goldman. Mm. And we're working closely with the International Center of Photography, ICP, to present the work of photographers here in these fantastic display cases. Yeah, they're truly beautiful. We, we're going to move straight forward down the concourse. This is called the Madison Concourse. Mm -hmm. And we're going to take a walk along it, and then we'll take you to the lower level. It will be quite the destination for shopping, meeting your friends for a bite, or yeah. a cocktail. Or, it's an incredible public space. Oh, so here we now have Kiki Smith's. Oh, yes. look at this. Yes. This is this work by Kiki's titled River Light. Yeah. And for those of you familiar with Kiki's work, you know that Kiki will often take a work of hers, a particular uh, subject maybe, and work that in many different ways. And here she's brought from her cyanotype work into the terminal River Light. Now River Light is really, it, it captures a, a couple things. One is it sort of evokes her walks and others along the East River, mm -hmm. where the light is hitting on the water and capturing that feeling. Yeah. And of course, for trains to come into Grand Central Madison, they're going underneath or through the East River. So there's the connection there to Long Island, but it's also a connection to Grand Central Terminal above, where you see in the imagery, uh, you see both the light, glint, the glints on the river, but they also become sort of starburst. But it goes much further as you see the starburst also relate to the Grand Central Terminal ceiling yeah. and the sky ceiling. How did you choose uh, Kiki Smith for, the, for this uh, installation? Yes, we chose Kiki and, and uh, as well as Kusama through, we, we began with a call for artists. We have a selection process by which we select all of the artists in the MTA collection. Yeah. And it's quite an extensive selection process. We, we have arts professionals and uh, stakeholders for the project that become part of this, this meeting where we select the artist. Hmm. Now, we had seven finalists from a very large group of artists that proposed. And of the seven finalists, we selected Kiki Smith and Yayo Kusama from their proposals that they created. It's really, really been a phenomenal, successful way to select artists because mm -hmm. I know when our customers see the work and nowhere was that more evident than here at Grand Central Madison when it opened. When our customers see, they know this work is for them. Yeah. And because it was, it was selected, it was created with them in mind. And that's just an incredibly wonderful story. Both Kiki and Kusama, they both were, you know, repeatedly it, their work speak of the people who they're creating this for. I see. Do you follow up the writer's uh, feedback on the art? I mean, do you have a, a, a conversation with them? Well, you know, we, we hear through a, a, a myriad of ways, but, you know, here we had that exciting moment of seeing customers react to the work. Yeah. And you'll see it today, you'll see people stopping, taking pictures, reaching out to touch it, you know. 
the wonderful thing about the work in our system is, you, you know, we're not a museum in the, in the, the traditional sense. Yeah. You can reach out and touch the work. You can experience yeah. it. So talking about the museum, I, I bought this beautiful book, The Underground Museum of New York, that you have, you have New done. New York's Underground Art Museum. I'm a little familiar with it. <laughs> it's a beautiful collection uh, of, of the art. Now, Thank you. How many, uh, so is it the largest museum in, 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 in the United States? Can you say, how many pieces are there in the collection? How do you measure it? Well, if you count the, if you count the attendance, it's definitely the largest museum in, in the country. We have nearly 400 works of art uh -huh. uh, that have been commissioned with the 380 that have been installed so far. We have works throughout New York City, as well as in our rail stations uh, in the area. I believe there are 470 subway stations, something like that? 472. I would say over 50% of our stations have art. I see. Has been installed, and we continue to commission work. This is actually a very beautiful uh, concourse. This uh, is the Madison Concourse, and as I mentioned, you see the the portals, the arches, yeah. upstairs in Grand Central Terminal, and that influenced the architects brought that form into this space, and that gives you the sense of familiarity. Yes. This the sense of connection between the architecture of this new space and the historic architecture of Grand Central Terminal. Yes. That was no small feat. To, you feel so right, don't you, when you're walking yes. here. You feel good in this space. You're absolutely and right. And to be many stories below in the space and have that feeling of comfort in a way that you feel comfortable walking here. Yes. Um, and I think that's one of the things our customers they, they spot first that they feel good in this space. Yes, they've done a really good job. And also you feel almost like it's daylight here. That is yeah. daylight coming down on the sides. Yes, they yes. They've done, done a, a very good job there. Um, so the museum, so you have then different uh, parts of your art museum. You have, um, of course, this, uh, what we see here, like the, art on, on the walls, then you have photography, digital art, music, posters. poetry. <laughs> um, you know, we call it a museum because we want to, it's a museum for the people. We yeah. want that to be known and our customers know it, that this is a place for our customers. It is a transportation facility, first and foremost, yes. but within that, you clearly see that someone cares about the experience yes. of our customers, that the MTA wants our customers to have a very positive experience. And they want them to come back here. They want, we, want our, we want New Yorkers and visitors to come here as we develop this space. We want them to meet their friends here. And I can see people saying, uh, meet me across from the Kusama. Yeah. <laughs> then you know you're, you're, uh, you've done your mission, correct, right? Yeah. So this concourse goes then from uh, fifth. What, what do we say? Forty second. Forty third until forty eighth. I see. So we're traveling north. We're traveling north. You know, Kusama thinks of New York as her spiritual home. She has said that you know New York helped her so much as an artist, and it helps other artists. And here, this is in a way her. Her, it's her first 
permanent public artwork in New York. Wow. So here we have a very colorful display of suns and faces and uh, microorganisms, and it's beautiful. It's very lively. Let's look at it a little closer. Okay. You see these sort of amoeba-like forms, and yeah. you, you know, Kusama's work is, you know, if you had to sum it up, it's about mark making, compulsive mark making. She's quite quite well known, as you know. Mm -hmm. She's uh, considered one of the most, if not the most popular of artists in the world, mm -hmm. you know, with, with quite a following of people who come to see her work. This particular work, it, you know, she's known for her compulsive mark making. All of her work has come out of that need. And so for all these years, she's been able to, to work compulsively, which oh. is part of the work, the work is mixed with her work. She feels both the sort of dark side of things, yeah. but she has a way of taking that and bringing that out into a joy, if you will, a joy for others. I see. So, you know, many of them, these sort of amoeba-like forms, they, they're repetitive, they come. You see, of course, she's known for her polka dots and the polka dots exist in this. And the imagery is, it is repetitive and yet unique in, in every image. You see the, the color, of course, is critically important to her work. So her work, this is taken from a series of paintings, very, very specific paintings. And the color was the most important things for the mosaicists to capture. Kusama worked with Miyoto Artistic Mosaics to create this work. And the work is taken from her proposal, which come from a series of paintings from My Eternal Soul series. Yeah. And the color is so critically important. So the fabricators, Miyoto, they work to match these colors. There, there are thousands of colors of, of glass tessera, but the color had to be exact. Miyoto worked with Mosaici Dona of Murano, mm -hmm to create 13 exacting colors to match the actual paint wow. samples from Kusama. Incredible. And from there, they took those colors, and if you look closely, they mingle in other colors. You can see it here where mm -hmm. the mingles of other colors to make those colors vibrate, just as her paintings vibrate, so that nothing is lost from the paintings in translation to mosaics. Fantastic. And if you look through, you see it. You, uh, Kusama will have in her work sometimes a silver, and you see the silver, which is made from white gold. These, the white gold, those Tessera, those mosaics were fabricated for this piece in Murano, hmm. made specifically. And here, of course, is the iconic Kusama pumpkin, <laughs> um, which I love that it's one, that it's here, that it stands out as this icon of her work. Yeah. It's like a touch point, in, in that, a touch point here on the mural. On the wall, you can see these 13 very special colors. And of course, white is number 14. And, and the way the, the paint is, is interpreted here, it's almost as if you feel the light reflecting on the paint. But of course, it is glass. It is Murano mosaics. Mm. 
So you see the faces, the smiling faces. Again, these are repetitive. It's part of her work where you see her marks repeated over and over. You also have the signature polka dots re repeating and repeating. Again, the, the polka dots flow throughout the work. So Kusama wrote or spoke of that speaking of the figures and the faces and the people streaming through, that this could be you, I think is her quote. This could be me. This uh -huh. could be me. This could be you. And I think that is one of the important things about the work is how each one of us will experience it differently. Here you see the proliferation of the polka dots and the mark making. You see the copper mosaics that were made. These are made in, in white gold that they're copper. Yeah. And the lighting is beautiful too. It's perfect for this. Was this the first time you worked with her? Absolutely. This is the first permanent public artwork that Kusama has done in New York. It's a work I believe she's very excited about because New York has a very special place in her heart. From coming here in 1958 for being very much a part of the downtown art scene. Yeah. And to have been successful in exhibiting and showing and creating artworks, yet not getting the recognition that her male art friends, her colleagues got. Yeah. And then she returned, she had, she had substantial recognition though, but many years later that would change. Mm -hmm. And of course her work is known all over the world now. Um, you know, I think, I think because of Kusama's love for New York makes this piece here at Grand Central Madison so very special. Yeah. Special to her and special to New Yorkers and all of those who really follow her and love her work so much. Yes. It seems like it's a, not only a, a beautiful piece of art but also uh, it's like a life uh, destiny. In a way. Yeah, you're, that's a great way to say it, but it's just, it's also, it brings her presence, the presence of Kusama, back to the city that she loved and mm -hmm. that she feels was very much a part of her life as an artist, of coming here in 1958 and establishing herself. And yet her work developed here in so many ways. Certainly that was had all begun before she came to New York, but that work developed and she lived in quite a community of artists here in the city. So I read there, Sandra, that you're an artist yourself. I am an artist. Yes. Do you have anything in the summer? Uh, <laughs> that's not a question for today, but I'll answer it another time. And, and I, I do like to keep it very separate. No, I understand that. Arts and Design has a digital arts program, and we have presented the work here of uh, three different artists. Uh, to, who've created a digital work that celebrates the opening of Grand Central Madison. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, this is the work of Jordan Bruner. I think we missed Gabe uh, Barcia Colombo's had just run. I think he, the title is uh, Platform, and it's, it's as if New Yorkers are standing on the platform just as they've returned 
from isolation with the pandemic, and it's their <laughs> expressions of meeting and seeing each other, and, and uh, quite wonderful. Maybe we'll catch it in a minute. So these are uh, five giant LED screens. Yeah, here you have the work of Jordan Bruner, and, and Jordan is looking at various aspects of Long Island life, mm -hmm. whether you're at the, the beach or you're having a culinary experience. And of course we have our Poetry in Motion here. And the Poetry in Motion, we work with the Poetry Society of America to, to uh, present poetry to our customers. And yeah. here we also marry that work with with the artwork that's in the system. I see, very smart. Um, and then here we're showcasing some of the permanent works from Long, on Long Island, in Long Island Station, since as we bring our customers in, yeah. we thought we would share with them some of the new commissions that are in their stations out on the island. Yeah. Is it possible for somebody who would like to explore the art in the subway to uh, have some kind of a tour or... Well, there are a number of tours that are given that you see online by independent uh, guides. Okay. And I we see. also do tours from time to time yeah. through various organizations such as the New York Transit Museum yeah. um, and, and others. And we also are working with Bloomberg Connects. They present through Bloomberg's Philanthropic Foundation. Okay. They present many cultural institutions and the work and make that work available on an app. Mm -hmm. And so within this next year, we'll be uh, joining that. Yeah. Um, it's a, a, a wonderful thing that Bloomberg Philanthropies does, so it's a, a pro bono thing. I and see. Um, we will be joining the group tip so that you'll be able to capture the collection and see the collection yeah. um, on your phone and to have it as an accompaniment as you travel. I was at a seminar about the art in Newark and one of the artists there was uh, a little disappointed because she had a big installation in the hall where everybody's stressing. They come from the cab or the train or whatever and they run through that hall because they want to make their flight and then they have all the time in the world to wait and you know to enjoy art. So she was a little disappointed. She, you know, she asked the question, how do I make people see my art? How do you inspire people to see the art? I mean, you have plaques well, and stuff like that. The art inspires people to see the art. You know, if you have the Kusama, you know, that work draws people in to see it. And um, so the art inspires. Have you, I don't know if you've seen Nick Cave at Times Square, um, but the work, go to Times Square. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will. And you will be inspired. <laughs> So now we are approaching the end of this concourse. Yes. 48th Street. Yes. Ahead of us, I want you to be able to take in this sort of experience of coming through these forms that are so reminiscent of Grand Central above, and yet here they appear again, and you're walking through these portals, and ahead of you is Kiki Smith's work, The Sound as if almost a rainstorm over the sound on Long Island. So Kiki has presented on this lower level these four works within these recessed alcoves, and each of them gives you a, a little of the, the nature of Long Island and the landscape of Long Island in a, in a unique way. One of the very interesting things about the art and the architecture here is sort of this dialogue across time. 
you know, the architect, there were a series of, of chief architects. The one that arts and design worked with very early on was Peter Hopkinson. And we worked with Peter as he shared this vision of these forms and these spaces. And he worked with us to identify how the art would relate to the architecture. Mm -hmm. And it's in these four locations that you see it so clearly. Yeah. Now this is a beautiful uh, seascape and it's raining. And, and it's raining. And it's beautiful. It, it, it almost feels like it's an open window here out into the exactly. <laughs> to Long Island Sound. It, you know, just as these architectural forms are portals, of which you are envisioning the art as if it is out in the landscape. Yes. It's almost as if the artist was in dialogue with the architect 20 years before. But what she was in dialogue with was the space. Mm -hmm. She was in dialogue with the architecture, yeah. which is consistent in her work, in, in, in really absorbing and looking at the the architecture or the covering of something, whether it's a physical architecture or as she has sometimes said, maybe the cloth becomes the architecture of something. Yeah. Well, she's definitely bringing in nature into to the underground here. So here we have quotes on the right-hand side, is it? The quotes are not part of the art program. However, uh -huh. um, I understand they're quotes from New Yorkers and New Yorkers that are, you know, sort of capturing various aspects of New York and being a New Yorker. Now, here you have the work oh. is called The Spring, and there are four portals, so you're going to see four works by Kiki Smith. Again, the experience is if you're capturing a moment in the landscape, and you see the wild turkeys. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. These works are fabricated by Meyer um, of Munich, and the, the artisans are able to truly sort of, you know, Kiki had not done a mosaic work prior to this. She had worked with Meyer over the years, for many years, with painting them in glass, and, uh, but she had not done this big public work. Hmm. And, but she had done tapestries with Magnolia out on the West Coast, and in seeing her work change in that scale, I think was exciting to her to think about doing a work in mosaic. Of course, I think it was also a little, a little nerve-wracking. Uh, <laughs> but in overalls, you know, she worked with uh, the studio in Munich, yeah. and she, I believe, is very delighted with the sort of powerful work that has come out of this process. And so let's talk about um, the other piece that we passed, we have, yes. which was the one that really caught my attention when uh, I saw it. Uh, so explain to me that, the motif. In the presence you see a, a, a singular, a lone deer within the reeds with, with, you have the stars in the background, but you also, you see these beautiful little rainbow passages mm -hmm. throughout the reeds. And that really came, that came from a, a happy accident, if you will, which is uh, an unintended uh, event, which is Kiki had one of these 
rotating solar prisms on a window mm -hmm. in her studio. And as the light came through the prism, it, it splashed these passages onto her drawing of the presence. Mm -hmm. And so on the drawing, these, these beautiful little rainbow vignettes fell within the reeds. And Kiki captured that and made that part of this piece, the presence. And, and that's the magic of it. Yeah. That's the, the part that you're drawn into, you feel this something very magical about that work. Yeah, no, it's incredible. I think that's my favorite, definitely. And where is that located? Where are we now? That's, uh, that's at 46th Passage, 46th Street. Okay. And here below 46th Street, I should say. I see. Quite below. But this is a pretty good tour. You go the concourse all the way down, and then pretty you go down, good tour. and then you go to the mezzanine floor, and you get everything. You know, Kiki uh, Smith and everything. So, uh, wouldn't you say it's a fantastic tour? I think it's incredible. I think okay. it's it's uh, it's huge. And but where are all the people? They're on the train coming in. So you have to. <laughs> didn't you see the huge crowd as yeah, we were walking? Saw you saw them. Yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, this we, we can't forget. This is a terminal. Yeah. So the people arrive on schedule. Yeah. Count on that. Yeah. They arrive on schedule and they make their way up the spines, up those escalators where they come in. And so you will see them in mass as they arrive, as yeah. we did as we came down. Okay. So have, how has this changed for you over the years? Uh, you've been the director of uh, MTA Art and Design for a number of years now. What, what, what are the trends that you can see when you look back? You still always have things you must improve and you must address, but it has come a remarkable long way. And inter interspersed in that journey of turning the system around have been some historic moments, mm. moments of tragedy, uh, moments of pain as we all endured, and, and some, of course, more than others over the last few years of of the pandemic, but these moments of, you know, Sandy, which was a tremendous impact to New York City, you've had these historic moments that transportation must respond to. Yeah. And respond the MTA did. And out of each of these, there have been great improvements, you know, a tragedy will never, we will never overcome the tragicness of these incidents. However, planners have made Good things come from some horrible situations, such as your passage across Lower Manhattan, you know, from the number one train in the hub across the passageway to Fulton, mm -hmm. you know, that you can connect almost river to river now. Yeah. Um, the new South Ferry subway station, uh, this project that had was beginning before 9-11 and yet has continued uh, throughout the time to be visible today, to be manifest today. Yeah. Um, so many things that have happened both in the normal planning of, of transportation, but also in res a responsive, a response to what has happened. Yeah, it's interesting. You don't think about that so often. That, I think that... about it a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it a lot. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, I think New Yorkers do think about all those things, and they, they, of course, the effect on on them and people they love. I'm not sure. I think you're right. They may not necessarily tie 
some of our built environment to those most tragic events hmm. or challenging events too, such as Sandy, very challenging. So the Fulton Station I find uh, really interesting. It's on the cover of your book, uh, yeah. both uh, from an architectural point of view, but also uh, digital art that you display there. So yeah. is, is that the hub for digital art? Uh, well, we have 52 screens at Fulton, so it's certainly the, the most wonderful opportunity yeah. uh, to present digital artists. And now here at, at Grand Central Madison, we have these five enormous screens. And again, a wonderful opportunity to present these in innovative works of art. Senator, can I ask you then, what is your favorite part of this underground museum? Where, where, where do you go often uh, to revisit? As an, an arts professional, as a New Yorker, there are moments and places throughout the system with almost 400 works. There are quite a few moments and places that I could share with you. Mm -hmm. I, I will say that as we've just was spoken about some of the challenges of New York, the, the World Trade Center Cortland Station is a very special place. The work of Anne Hamilton, where she presents the woven text and marble of these two foundational documents of our country, mm -hmm. you know, the, from the, uh, the preamble to the Declaration of Independence and the UN Declaration of Human Rights, the weaving of those words hmm. in marble mosaic uh, on the walls there in this location is, is inspiring to, to all of us and in a way to really mark, but not in, not in a, a, a sad way, mm -hmm. but in a profound way to mark that place. Mm -hmm. So what are the plans going forward? What are the um, projects? Uh, are there more installations to happen here or are you looking at new? Uh... Um, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> um, there are lots of works being planned. Uh, we're doing a, a number of works now. We're working on the artwork for which will come for Penn Access in the Bronx, the four mm -hmm. new uh, stations. Uh, for Metro North, we're working on um, some other under wraps projects. But mm -hmm. uh, so, if artists are listening to this podcast, they can get in touch with you through your website. I understand. That's right. We have online. We we post a call for every project that we do, and we have a submittable process that's very very easy. Um, that you can submit your work to be considered for each of those projects. You just want to follow us on our social media. Mm -hmm. So why is this important, uh, MTA art and design? Why can't we just have a subway system and uh, efficient, uh, clean and uh, no art? You know, it's, it's all about respect. When you commission art and you put it into this transportation, into transportation environment, messages are being sent back and forth. The message that the people who use this place are important and they are respected. When people respect a place, then they take better care of it. And they feel if, you know, it brings out that better nature of people to when they know they're cared about, when they know that somebody's thinking about them and wants this, you know, you can't walk along here and look at Kiki Smith or Kusama's work and not know 
that someone thought you were important and mm. you were respected enough to bring great art to this place. Mm. That's it. That's it. And I'd like to thank you, Sandra, for, for taking the time to well, talk to me about this wonderful place that you presented. So thoughtful, beautiful pieces of art, I have to say. Thank you, Anders, for inviting me to take this walk with you. It's just, it's really wonderful to be able to share with you the behind the scenes of the work and the work of these, these artists as this gift from these two artists, from Kiki and Kusama, this gift to New Yorkers particularly, of course, visitors also, but that for New Yorkers to be able to have this work in, in, the, in the center of the city for all to experience. Is, is just a, quite wonderful. This is Art Insiders New York, and my name is Anders Holst. If you enjoyed this episode and have family and friends who love New York and are passionate about the world of art design and architecture, please spread the word by following us on artinsidersnewyork.com or liking us on our Facebook page, Art Insiders New York. It is very much appreciated. Thank you. This episode was produced by UOM LLC, copyright 2023.